everyone. This is Charlie Lofton at the Grove Church, and welcome to our Cultivate podcast. We are starting a new series today. It's going to go for six weeks, where we are essentially looking at what are kind of the six core commitments that we need to make in order to be a member or just kind of a healthy part of a church. Now, I know that for a lot of people, you know, he's kind of like, maybe this is your, you know, this is your first experience in a church or... Maybe, maybe it's not your first experience of church, but it's like the first experience of a church that you wanted to be a part of. Maybe you've had some unhealthy experiences in the past, or maybe just for whatever reason, like we don't really know. I think very often we think about our, our commitment to a church and we think about it in terms of a Sunday morning presence. I'm, I'm there. I am, I am participating in the service. I am listening to the message and being a part of a church really kind of revolves primarily around attendance. And while attendance is an incredible, incredibly important part of being a part of a church community, it is certainly not the only one. And one of the things that we, we, we put together pretty soon after I got to the Grove in the fall of 2010 is kind of a list of kind of, we'll just call them six core commitments that we as individual church members need to make in order to create and be a part of a healthy church community. Now, we talk about these things briefly because uh, we don't have a whole lot of time. We talk about them briefly in our connections class, and they've essentially been the same six the whole 12 years that I've been here, that I will connect, give, serve, pray, protect, and invite. These are the six things that we need to commit to do. And so they come up when we're talking about our membership covenant, but I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the phrase membership covenant. It sounds, it sounds a little more intense maybe than what our, our, I guess our vibe is at the Grove. And so one of the ways we talk about it is kind of expectations, you know, like every family has expectations, kind of what it means to be a part of this family. I mean, just as a, as a really simple one, um, if you don't help dinner, you, you help with dishes after dinner. I mean, it's kind of, it's just, that's, that's an expectation. There's expectations in our family around riding roller coasters, about being brave enough to ride things. There's an expectation to enjoy Disney world. There's an expectation of just kind of a silly sense of humor, teasing one another. I mean, there's just certain things that being a Lofton that, that, that are, that are expected of other Loftons. And so as a church, as a church, what does it mean? What are the things that we should be able to expect from one another? You have expectations of me. You have expectations of the band. You have expectations of the youth ministry, the kids ministry, that when you come, that you are going to receive a certain type of experience, care, whatever. You have expectations of the staff, expectation the building's going to be open, then it's in the, the electricity is going to work. You're going to be able to hear those kinds of things. But what are the expectations? What are the commitments? What are the things that we need to say we are going to do together? Like this church, it, this is not, it's different than another business. It's different than a restaurant. It's not, okay, I come to this restaurant and I have expectations of them. And if they meet, you know, and then I'll, I'll pay for it. Being a part of a church is very different than that. You have expectations of us as far as who we're going to be and how we're going to conduct ourselves as a staff, as a worship team, as, as speakers, as you know, people giving sermons or doing kids ministry, those kinds of things. But really, this is a community that we are building together. This is not a business that you are visiting. 
And so I think it is important for us to understand, hey, we as a group of people are making a commitment to be on mission together, to connect together, to love together, to serve together, to do all this together, to build this healthy community of God that is impacting the community. It's impacting the world. We're impacting each other. It's a place where I can grow. It's a place where I can help others grow. These are, this is something that we are doing together. And if it is something that we are doing together, then we need to be able to have expectations of each other. And honestly, I need to do a good job of communicating these things to you. If you want to build a healthy church, if you want to be a healthy part of a healthy church, these are the six things that we need you to do. And to say it a different way, these are the six things that you need you to do in order for you to have the best experience in a healthy way growing in my relationship with God as a part of a healthy church community. So I would imagine most of the people listening to this are part of the Grove Church. And so these are very clearly things that we talk about in our membership class all the time. If you're outside the Grove and you're listening to this for whatever reason, I think no matter what church you're a part of, these are really six really key things for any church. I can't imagine that there'd be any church that if you are, that if you started doing these six things, that they would be upset with you at all. In fact, they would be pretty fired up. And again, connect, give, serve, pray, protect, invite. And so we're going to be going over these over the next uh, several weeks. And the first one we're going to talk about today is connect. Now, our church specifically, we really value relationships. And we believe that God has called us to be in relationship to one another, that we are not primarily educators, we're not event planners, but we are people in relationship with God and people in relationship with one another. When Jesus Jesus said this, they asked Jesus, what is the most important thing that you can do? What is the greatest commandment in all the scripture? If God only wanted you to do one thing, what would be the most important thing in God's mind that you can do? And rather than giving a normal do or don't command, Jesus said the most important thing is to love God with everything that you are and love your neighbor as yourself. So the most important thing that you can do as someone who wants to follow Jesus, to imitate Jesus in some way, to have a good relationship with God, is to love God well and to love people well. In order to do that, this first commitment that we have is we need to make a commitment that I'm going to connect. I'm going to connect with God. I'm going to connect with the church on Sunday morning, and I'm going to connect in a small group. I need to be in good relationships with God and good relationships with other people. God has called us first and foremost to be in relationship. And so if we are going to be a church, if we are going to be a healthy part of the church, we need to focus first and primarily on being connected and being in good relationship. And again, that starts with a good relationship with God. That was the first and greatest commandment. And it is really important, no matter, you know, no matter what your schedule's like, no matter what your life's like, is to make a priority to be committed to being connected in a relationship with God. Again, we are, we're, not, we're not just talking about, I'm coming to God's, I'm not coming to the meetings, I'm just coming to the meeting. I'm doing whatever it is he says, you know, I, but I have a relationship with God. I love him. I know about him. I care about him. And it's with my heart, with my mind, with my soul, with my strength, with everything that I am, I am loving and being connected to God. Um, in Psalm 1, which kind of sets up all of 
the entire book of Psalms. In Psalm 1, uh, says this, starting verse 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does, he prospers. That part of our life needs to be about, I am reading, thinking, and praying through what God's message to me is and through his word. I meditate on it every day. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about what God has to say to me. And when that happens is, it says that, that God overwhelmingly prospers us. And so when, I, when we make a commitment to say, hey, I want to, I want to know God more. I want to know what he says about himself. I want to know what he says about me. I want to know what he says about life. I want to know who he is. I'm going to read. I'm going to study. I'm going to pray it back to him. I'm going to tell him what's going on with me. I'm going to listen to what God has to say. Just normal relationship things, but with the God of the universe. What does he have to say to me? And what do I want to say back to him? And so if you want to have a good, healthy uh, relationship with God, a good, just to be a, a good, healthy person, it starts, I think, first and foremost with this idea of being connected, but being connected to God first. So connect, I'll connect with God. Second, I will connect by, by being a part of church on Sunday. Now, this is one of those things as, 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 as so often, you know, hey, you should come to church on Sundays. Like, of, of course, you know, to be a part of a church, you should be there, right? And this, this is the one time really in a week where we make a commitment that we're all going to try to be together, and it's on Sunday mornings. And you hear people say this, man, you don't have to go to, you don't have to go, you don't have to go to church. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. You know, I, I'm, I, I do just fine with, without it. People, people say that, and, and I get it, and, and, and it makes sense. It, it sounds right. It sounds like, you know, you said First and foremost, I just need to be connected to God. And if I do that well, then, then I'll be fine. Except I, I, this is always the example I use. In Genesis chapter 2, God creates Adam, and there's just only one dude. And he lives without sin in a perfect relationship with God. And God looked at him and said, this is not good. It's not good that he's alone. Now, I know in that context, he's primarily talking about having a mate. But I think it is important to understand and to grab from that that he was in perfect relationship with God and God saw that there was something missing. And you could have a theoretical perfect relationship with God apart from a church and God would still say there is something that you missed because he has designed us to be in relationship with one another, which is why the second, again, Jesus said, and the second command is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Us being in relationship with one another is of critical importance. And so in Hebrews chapter 10, um, it says this, and let us consider how we can stimulate one another, urge one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up assembling together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day drawing near. I mean, already in the first century, there is already this rebuke out there. There are some people out there that don't think that it's important to get together, but it is absolutely of critical importance. And then he says, it becomes even more important as the day draws near. And so essentially he's talking about as you get closer and closer to the world ending, it becomes more and more important. And so to say it a different way, I'll say this, the worse the world gets, the more we need each other. And I think way too often, the worse the world gets, we tend to isolate. 
And I'm telling you what God has called us to and what is best for you is, is to do the opposite. I'm going to make a priority out of us being together and me being together. There's just, there are some things that happen on Sunday morning that you just can't get anywhere else. And I say this and I feel bad about it because that's how everybody used to sell me on vegetables. You need to eat green beans, things in green beans you can't get anywhere else. Things in carrots you can't get anywhere else. Things in Brussels sprouts you can't get anywhere else. And I, I don't want you to have a vegetable mentality about this. But there are really good things. There's certain things you can get out of an Oreo you can't get anywhere else. Let's talk about cookies. Let's talk about desserts. I mean, like the good things, the, the, the celebrating God together in worship, to being able to hear a message that is designed around us specifically and to hear what God has to say from his word and to be able to do that in community to have a place where your kids can learn about God, your teenagers can. I mean, there's some powerful things that happen on Sunday morning. And I think it is important for us to make this commitment. And so again, I don't want you to hear, you better come to church or we're going to be mad at you. I want you to hear, you better come to church because you need it, because we need it. And ultimately, we need you. You have something. Your presence there means something. And we want you to feel that. This is something that we need to be doing together. So connect. We need to connect with God and we need to connect on Sunday morning. And ultimately, we need to connect and be a part of a small group. There's all these passages all throughout the scripture. One, you know, love one another, you know, um, bear with one another, help one another, serve one another. There's all these passages, these one another passages. And it is of utmost importance that we understand that us being in real relationships with people is part of our design and it is part of a a critical part of being healthy. And so on Sundays, the things that we get there are the corporate worship, the, 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 the hearing from God's word, a kind of a specific message for our group, kind of a refocus on the thing that God's called us to. It's an ability for us to be able to serve our each, each other, to serve our kids, our youth, again, those things. But here's the thing that Sunday morning lacks. And again, I think we need both of these things. Depend, I mean, even at a church of just a couple of hundred people, it is impossible to know, like capital K, know one another in a church that size. You start talking about a church of 500, church of a thousand, it becomes even more and more so. Like you need, we all need a place where I am known, where People know what's going on with me. They, they know what's going on with my family. They know my ups, my downs, and they're with me. I need somebody who, if I start to get off base, if I start to kind of walk away from God, they notice it first. I need a group of people that know me well enough to when they say, man, how are you doing? And I say, fine. I need people who know that I'm lying. I need people like that in my life. I need people that I know that are going to pray for me specifically, that I can make a prayer request and know that this specific group of people are going to pray for me. And I need a, and I need people, I need an environment where I can ask questions around my faith and get them answered. And Sunday mornings are really kind of too large for those things. And we need to be in small groups. We need to be in a place where I'm connected to at least five or six other people where we are talking about our lives, we're talking about God's relevance to our lives, we're praying for each other, we're serving each other, we're helping each other. And to and really, in a relational church, being connected is so important. And, and, and again, both of these things, they play two different roles, but put together become what it really means to be relationally connected in your church. I am part of this 
big picture front door ministry that we have where we are worshiping together, we are hearing from God's word, we are welcoming new people who are coming to be a part of it, we're serving one another's kids, we're doing really great things together in this big picture, and we are connecting intimately, more intimately in smaller groups where we can really be known well. You put those two things together, then then you are becoming a connected member of a church. And so if Jesus says connection, love, relationship are the most important things that we can do, our commitment to a church, our commitment to God begins here. I'm going to be relationally committed to God. I'm going to hear what he has to say to me through his word. I'm going to speak back to him in prayer. I'm going to listen to what he has to say in response. I'm going to be connected to him. And then I'm going to be relationally connected to the church. I'm not going to sit on the fringes. I'm not going to sit on the outside. I'm not going to act like I am just an observer. I'm certainly not going to be like I'm those two old guys in the balcony at the Muppet show, but I am a, I'm a part of the show. I'm in it. I'm a part of it. I'm relationally connected. I'm participating on Sunday morning and I'm finding a smaller group of people that I can be intimately and relationally connected with. So that's week, that's part one. We've got six of these, six incredible core commitments, but it starts, I think, primarily there because we're fulfilling the greatest commandments by being relationally connected to God and relationally connected to others. And so I encourage you to keep coming back for the next five and encourage you to just, again, to subscribe and to keep coming back to this podcast. And um, we would love, if you are not a part of the Grove, you found this some other way, we would love to connect with you on a Sunday morning. We would love to help you get connected. You can find everything you need to know at thegrovechurch.org slash connect. Or feel free to join us online and learn about us there. Again, all the information is there. We're streaming our second service. Um, Either way, we would love to help you get connected. Uh, So again, this is Charlie. Thanks for being a part of this Cultivate podcast and hope you have a great rest of your day.